Welcome back to Not 97, your new music roundtable. This is our season three finale featuring up and coming Queensbred soul songstress Duendita. She introduces DC duo April and Vista and the delicate, bold neo soul sounds of How to Get By, as well as an Afro pop bop from Narika titled Runnin'. London newcomer Heitch commands attention on the intricately crafted, genre bending delivery peak. We hear Towers by forward-thinking folk outfit Dirty Bird, and Mink mesmerizes on the single Scorched Moth, as well as a raw, unwavering jazz delivery from Reginald Chapman, live from only New York. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is Not 97. Enjoy. Welcome back to the show. This is 997. We are here in the Lower East Side at Only New York. We have the normal squad around the table, Dave Jones. Good evening. Katie Drill. Hi. We have a special guest in the shop today, uh, artist that we've played on the podcast in the past from Queens, Duendita. Hi. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Only. Yes, thank you for having me. Can you tell the people a little bit about who you are, where you come from, what you do? My name is Duendita. I'm from Queens, New York. I'm an artist, songwriter, and singer, vocalist. Yeah. I love to make tracks. How long have you been making music? Since forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been inside, I guess. But now I get to do it all the time, so it's like really special. We're excited to hear more music from you, and we've got some more music coming from you later on in the show. Right now, we're going to get into it. I'm really excited about this first pick. His name is... He comes from London. He's 22 years old. We have to shout out past guest, Miss Genesis Garcia, for putting me on to this guy. Very interesting sound, kind of like alternative electronic almost. Um, as a teenager, he was producing, he sold beats to a lot of rappers. More kind of what I read, I haven't heard any of the beats, but what I read about was some more kind of like 90s boom bap style beats. Um, and in 2017, he began adding his own vocals to these tracks and kind of developed a really interesting multifaceted sound. I'm really excited to play this. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. This is Peak by Heitch. I can't take you everywhere. I'm alone and sweet Sending letters in the mail Time differences peak Difference is 
That's it. Peak by Heich. That song, I since the first time I heard that three weeks ago, like it has been stuck in my head where I've wanted to listen to it every day and wanted to like tell everybody about it because it's just like there's so much in there. It's so complex. The builds, the drops are crazy and and just like I don't know, the mood that he sets is and and the way he plays with music is kind of like something I've never heard before. It's so futuristic. I think it takes a really good producer to play with blank spaces a lot, like silence, you know? And there's a lot of really, really well-placed silence in that song. And every time it would happen, I was like, oh, it feels so full and robust. Aside from a few little places, a pretty minimal song. I found the notes that I originally sent to Genesis when she <laughs> sent us the song because I thought it would just be easier than like having to recreate this. <laughs> I said to her, yo, definitely a slow burn. And it took me a couple listens to really get into it. Very restraining the overall pacing where there are times, especially after the first drop, where they could have come in uh, with the lyrics a few measures earlier. But regardless, uh, I appreciate the patience. It's cool. that Always with the criticism. <laughs> But it's cool that it flips the vibes a couple times. Each one is a surprise. The build was grand, but again, it plays toward the overall restraint. The production is super clean and rich, but still has a distinct character all its own. That moment about three minutes in where the song breaks down is a great quote-unquote earned moment where you go through some weird shit as a listener to hit this moment of bliss. That's all Dave has to say. That's all I have to say about that. I really liked it. I mean, it was cool. Like, Katie, speaking to your dichotomy point, like another really nice one in there too is like this really good dichotomy between these like beautiful, soft, like keyboard tone 
tones, like kind of like on the high end and like these really aggressive, like distorted bass sounds. I thought like played nicely against each other and both created like their own distinct spaces without getting in the way of each other. And I really appreciate that. For me, I, I think the vocal was so pretty and I just love the processing and the sampling that they were doing with their vocals. It was so yummy. There's a lot of parts in there that kind of like jump at me and every time I hear it I get kind of giddy and it's like the vocal part I really love halfway through when it like builds and then it just breaks and there's a drop and all it is is that bass line I like when that other vocal comes in yeah when like when the distorted yeah, rapping comes out I love yeah. that yeah and yeah there's just different part different elements that jump in and out that like you don't expect and when you hear them it's like oh damn like he's going there too yeah Heitch cool how to get by Tell us about it. How to Get By uh, is a track by April and Vista. I found them when I was on the internet. I'm so grateful that this song came into my life because I had a very similar experience. I couldn't really live without it. And it became part of my daily practice and like ritual just to like listen to it while I woke up and stretched and started my day. And everything about this song makes my heart skip and just feel so much joy. This is How to Get By by April and Vista. Ropin's frayed when you cut them too strong Comfort fades when you push for too long Darkness grows from the smallest of things From shifty white stairs to
I did not want that to end. Yeah. I really, really did not want that to end. Even just the field recordings are so hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Like, yeah. you can hear, like, how many different colors there are in the space that they're leaving. Like, some of the percussion hits are happening in pockets of the stereo field that are so, like, not disorienting, but it it has its own production world and, and its own balance to it with the vocal and with everything that they put inside, like, intentionally. I can hear it and feel it in every way. It's just overwhelming. It's funny that you said it. you listen to it when you wake up because it has this quality of, like, waking up from a dream, right? Where it's like the little production elements that they kept in, like kind of like in-process stuff, the chatter and the throat clearing make it so human and so alive. But then there's this really dreamy, kind of surreal, yeah. floaty quality to it. It's like waking up, you know, not because your alarm went off, but just because you woke up. I love that. It paints such a vivid kind of picture that you just want to like curl up in. For me, my favorite thing is riding my bike especially because I spend a lot of time in Berlin. That's just like my only way of getting around. And um, that song I think I've listened to the most. Yeah. Just like seeing trees and leaves around you and just feeling so wrapped up in, in warmth. I liked everything about this song. <laughs> the vocal is so cool. That first time, like 30 seconds in, when like the super low sub bass comes in, it's just like yeah. instant stank face. Just like knocks you over. The little cassette deck noise of like queuing mm -hmm. up a cassette right before the breakdown is very special. And I'm so here for that bass solo at the end. It was great. Even the little joker is like, yo, cut time. Like at the end, like I laugh my ass off <laughs> to that. Like that's like just some classic, like fucking around being really good at your instrument shit and like being really confident in what you do and like being so confident that you can play that like you can just have fun with it. And like you could just, there was so much craft going on and so much homework that they did to make this happen that like you can hear that they know they're killing it and like they're enjoying that process of like crushing that vibe. So yummy. Katie, you got a yummy song? This band is called Dirty Bird. I found out about them because one of my neighbors is, um, you'll hear the harmonies. I hope you pay attention to the harmonies because those are the things that really like drew me in. They're a Brooklyn-based band and they have a couple hundred spins on this record so far. Um, the record is called Still To Be Ours. It came out in like late May. I really dig this song. I don't want to say too much about it yet, but um, this is Dirty Bird with Towers. Something's out there with the wings that hold my tongue I have been tricked into this bliss that I don't want For there were colds and biting Forces by my feet. I heard, but one told me to run before I.
So yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's a very powerful recording, I think, especially for, you know, it's a very small band. I mean, there's a lot of people in it, but they're, you know, heretofore fairly unsung. The thing I love about that song, I love a lot about that song, but the thing that really stands out to me is the lead vocals are not particularly, they're very modern and kind of edgy, but the rest of you know, everything else about the production from the harmonies to the instrumentation to the, you know, big echoey production quality is very old school. And I think that kind of juxtaposition is really refreshing. I rarely hear folk songs that can feel so bold and full and like feel like they can fill out such a huge space. That's a refreshing song. I thought it was gorgeous. Kind of got lost also in the lyrics a bit. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, this style is like so not easy to do. I mean, it's like an amalgam of like so many different like pieces of like American culture and American music and like stitching them together is like no small feat. I had to come out of Brooklyn. You think so? (laughs) I think that a sound like this can only come from places where you have a lot of people who move like emigrate from like yeah. other parts of the U.S. Fair. to a place like that. So like I think like I am not surprised that they come from New York because it's like again it's like a lot of different pieces of American cultural music kind of mashed together. And it's like again like why you hear this style of music like on a lot of college campuses a lot because like you have all these people who are like coagulating together who are all from all sorts of disparate backgrounds like musically and culturally. And I think that's what it kind of takes to even approach this. I am really here for big rock drums on Americana songs. I really, really like that. That's but yeah, it's like it, this is like totally not an easy thing to do, like to stitch all these different things together. So like even an, an attempt at, at that is commendable. I think to Matt's point, it's not so much, I think, the genre as much as this is like a big band you get the sense there's like a lot it needs space to breathe as a as something that would probably be a live experience and I think in Brooklyn we're used to you know putting our music like can it fit on the subway can it fit Mm -hmm. in the back of a car Mm -hmm. can I play it in a venue load in load out really fast and this feels like something that like it's gonna have to be a little bit more considered I think that quality is present that's kind of why it doesn't sound like a Brooklyn thing it feels like something where like it takes time yeah yeah we're not and we everything we do is like rushing and they're not rushing yeah it's big and considered I really love the distance between the lead vocal and the background vocals yeah oh my goodness (laughs) I could just I know swim in that distance Dave you got harmonies I got something um, definitely changing the vibe up quite a bit. <laughs> I don't think it changes up that much. Okay. This is a gentleman who goes by Mink. He's a West Londoner. He describes himself as a songwriter, producer, and video director. I always really liked that part. He came out with a song and a video for a song called Scorched Moth. The video dropped about six weeks before this particular taping. In those six weeks, that music video has only accrued about 3,500 listens. It's off of 870 Instagram followers. So really interesting track. Really excited to share it and talk about it. So once again, the artist Mink with the song and the video for Scorched Moth.
Mm. Mink with the track <laughs> Scorched Moth. Some mood. I like that track a lot. First, what jumped out at me just instantly is just how gorgeous that vocal is. And I think that's really the only word to describe it. I love everything from his diction to the vocal layering and harmonically he does to the way that it's treated within the whole production. And I also just love how London in style it is from like that jazzy bass that's sampling something like a very famous intro that's really driving me crazy that I can't remember to like the kind of like the percussion, like the very like crunched up percussion subdivision going on, but with like these like really aggressive electronic elements on top of it I think is another great example of those like British dichotomies that we hear a lot in music I really love him as like a writer and as a performer and as a producer like I think he does all three of those elements really well and I, I feel like Rashad saying this but if you haven't you know <laughs> go check out the video the video is dope it's so beautiful shouts to make the vocal is the first thing that kind of like wows you obviously when it first comes in but for me listening to it now for like the third or fourth time I really appreciate those kind of like jazzier drums and those more dynamic drums and then that bass line comes in. That kind of grabbed me right away and then those vocals kind of get really airy and you and you kind of like float away with them but you can still stay. That bass and that drum grounds you through the whole thing. And I always appreciate when an artist can do that where it's like you can get lost in the vocals but you can key back into to the rhythm section and kind of like stay held there with the song all the way through. It felt like being on like a very gently spinning tilt-a-whirl. Really gentle, uh, but like kind of, it swims around in your head a little bit. I kind of got lost in my own world while I was listening to it. It's, I don't want to say soothing because that implies it's like, like boring. Mes mesmerizing. Mesmerizing is a good word. The kind of uh, complimentary rhythms in there really create that where it's like, it's like, this is way too technical. I'm going to have to cut this out, but it's like, it's this like six over four <laughs> feeling where it's like, it's kind of like pulling you all these different directions. Right. Where yeah. like, it feels round. Yeah. The slower round. subdivision yeah. is like kind of letting you circle, but at the same time, like there's that like kind of like driving force and it's like a, the, the clock almost like is, is that like, like the vocals around. kind of like. But I think to me, the big thing that stands out like rhythmically is like the contrast between the um, bass and the drums, or like the drums are that like steady pulse, but like the bass is like in a completely different time signature and it's like it's it's like kind of like twisting it in this way that we're all talking about dave you said you were gonna switch up the vibe i don't feel like the vibe was that switched up from where we were it was pretty switched i up. feel like we're on a sexy london vibe right yeah, now like, like, anything. From, like the banjo to london like i'm gonna get a little different i have a virginia native by the name of reginald chapman he's an instrumentalist he's a composer he's an arranger and a master trombone player this man has a masters of music and then was getting his doctorate of musical arts in jazz bass trombone performance when he went on sabbatical and recorded this album prototype that came out on July 26th. It is released on Fresh Selects. So oh, I love that. Shout out the Kenny. homie Kenny Fresh. Shout out Kenny. Appreciate shout out Kenny everything Kenny does. I'm honored to be able to play another one of Kenny's songs. The last one we played was The Dodger. The Last Rifle Dodger, very different vibe. This is a jazz album that it will be releasing on Fresh Selects. This man, uh, Reginald Chapman, he's toured with Foxygen, Broken Social Scene. Uh, in, in That's many a mood. Yeah, in many different uh, varieties of, of instrument. And now he's got his own work. So this is We Shall Overcome by Reginald Chapman.
Jazz makes me so happy. I love that. Five minutes of just like entertaining jazz the whole way. I feel like I'm doing a disservice if I don't shout out every single person that plays on that. So you're going to do it? Well, it's not that many. He brought kind of a cast of artists together that are all multi-instrumentalists and can do a bunch of things. I mean, shout out one, the drums. Corey Fonville. I mean, I've The never drums are insane. 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 Uh, Scott Flynn plays on that. DJ Harrison plays on that. And Reggie Pace plays on that. I feel like everybody needs to look up all of those names because that is incredible. That was it's such a an incredible piece of music. And it harkens back to such a very long history of jazz in America that I am ill-equipped to describe what I just heard, but I enjoyed it very much. It was very exciting. It was consistently exciting. Five trombones is wild. That's a lot of trombones playing <laughs> at the same time. It's beautiful, the harmonies. I mean, that's like some of my favorite type of like jazz music where it's just like going for it and like no, I mean, there's a lot of subtlety to it, but like in reality, it's just like the equivalent of putting a brick on a gas pedal for five <laughs> minutes. And like, I fucking love that. It's like at no point was anyone backing down from anyone. It's almost like over masculine in a way, but in a way that's like always appealing to me because I think so much that music goes in the opposite direction where it's like trying to be too delicate and they're just like no fuck it like this is a classic protest song we're going to reinterpret it in like the wildest way possible we are where we are just going to be fighting through this as we are fighting through like our current times and yeah and i love the ending too it's like a nice little middle finger ending which i always really appreciate it's very playful yeah yeah i got to talk about his his trombone because this is incredible so when he started recording this he met with a man that goes by Mike the Horn Doctor Corrigan at Best American Craftsman in Kansas City to help create a new bass trombone model. Uh, and this is a quote from Chapman that says, whereas most bass trombones are built to be simply foundational or fundamental, we specifically designed this one to be a full-on jazz horn intended for improvisation, soloing, and being able to carry a melody. Uh, he says, throughout multiple trials of setting horns back and forth throughout the process of this album, we finally got it right just as we were wrapping up our recording process. And gets a little poetic here with, much like that process, I find that my life is one of constant prototyping. Iterative process of creation, innovating and recreating with hopes of continuously raising the bar to create a new future. So I think that kind of wraps it all up where he's creating a new trombone uh, and he's making incredible jazz music and, and pushing the whole genre forward. So yeah, Reginald Chapman, We Shall Overcome. Running. What's up? Running. I'm going to change the vibe completely. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. changing the vibe. <laughs> well, this is a pop banger that I just play around the house and just like get hyped to. Can't really describe it better than that. It's by an artist named Narika. This is like her first single. I just love this record. So I wanted to bring it on and uplift. This is Run In by Narika. Keep on running like it in a rock wrist Look over your shoulder 
those keys at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> go, ending's so It goes great. so intergalactic. Yeah. <laughs> I especially love her ad-libs. They're just so pop and airy and just free and completely, like, in the air, like, like the end of a cigarette or something, like, just floating, dangling. So beautiful. I love pop bangers. Like, yeah. I was about to say, I fucking love a pop banger. I love <laughs> bangers. Look, it's go it's so good. Banger. It was really good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, it stayed just going 11 out of 10 for the entire runtime. Like, there was not a moment where she relented. I love when it's a pop banger like that, but has a really smart chorus going with it. And the whole, like, you keep on running, but you never get away is something that, like, gets stuck in your head. And then you're just like, that's crazy. Like, just saying that and, like, thinking about that sentiment of, like, you keep on running, but you're never going to get away from me. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it kind of fucks me up. Yeah, it's yeah. super playful, but almost like in a twisted nursery it's, rhyme. It's kind of twisted, you know? yeah. It's like you're just I like, like it. yeah. That's tight. You just can't help but dance. Yeah. Like with all of us, like listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we all were dancing. Katie? So this is Computer Magic. Uh, it's an artist. She goes by Dance, D-A-N-Z. Uh, she is the composer, the singer, and the producer on all of this. Her socials are less than 10,000 across the board. I really dig her like retro future vibe. It's like a very like hyper modern, but like winking at the way we used to think the future was going to sound like. Um, this song is called Ordinary Life, parentheses, message from an AI girlfriend. This is computer magic.
That was Computer Magic with Ordinary Life Message from an AI Girlfriend. Message received. <laughs> Incoming transmission. It's so 80s, but then also very modern and fun. And that's kind of what I meant by like the retro future thing where it's like nodding to the 80s, but then she just kind of like pulls you out it's of like it. like 80s sci-fi. I want to yeah. dance to that in my bedroom with ankle warmers on. That's the mood, I think. Right? I think it's a very impressive one woman effort. You know, you can tell that she has an aesthetic that she's going for, even down to the lyrics where it's like, it's this message from an AI girlfriend and it's like, I don't want an ordinary life, but it's kind of like jokey where she's like, I'm not an ordinary girl, I want to travel, where it's like, I think it's kind of like making fun of her contemporaries a little Mm, bit. An analog girl in a digital world. (laughs) Yeah. In a weird way, I felt like this song uh, was kind of just making fun of reality <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. Especially like playing with um, the message of simulation. I think that just brings in this whole um, aspect of not being able to trust what's going on in the song, I guess. I think it's interesting to have such a like retro futurism feel, like that 80s future feel, but be talking about stuff that is like modern day, like we are when we're on the internet, we're like sort of in a simulation and we're sort of like AI girlfriends are not that far from like reality right now. And so it's like taking that old future sound, bringing it to a modern context and the whole concept of the song being this modern like message from an AI girlfriend, which is this like weird kind of like, you know, trigger warning of what could happen in the next five, 10 years. Like it's like, I don't know, critiquing, you know, how dependent we are on technology right now and using the context of like 80s future to do it. We're starting to, I think, actually live the future that uh, was promised to us and that we thought was never going to be fulfilled. And it sometimes feels like we're exploring the, that ground as kind of like a nod to what we thought it was going to be like rather than out of necessity. Dave, give it to us. Changing up the vibe again. I do feel like we had to include at least one guaranteed Katie pick this week. So this is a band called Tape Toy. Uh, they're from Amsterdam. They have, they're a four piece self-described bubble grunge group. Bubble, bubble grunge. That's Katie literally what Katie Pick is, bubble grunge. Um, <laughs> so shout out to them for defining your pick. Uh, this is a song called. I needed that so bad. <laughs> this is a song called Crazy Bay. It Perfect. came out at the end of April. Since the end of April, it, the videos only accrued 965 views on YouTube off of 665 Instagram followers. Let's get into it. Katie's going to love it. We're all going to love it. <laughs> so once again, the artist from Amsterdam, The Dam, Tape Toy with the song Crazy Bay.
Yeah, tape toy with Crazy Bay. Katie, do you love me now? <laughs> that was a really good Katie pick. It's interesting that they call themselves bubble grunge because uh, you can hear, I think grunge is kind of characterized by this very um, like carefree sloppiness in the musicianship a little bit. And it, not in a bad way, but you know, that's kind of, it's that garagey sound that kind of like we threw this together. And I think what betrays that here, the fact that they're, a little bit more precise than that is just the absolute tightness of this band. Like they are very tight. Um, I'm wondering, Dave, if those stops between the bridge and the chorus, they can't actually be that tight. That has to be like artificial production, right? Or are they like really that? I I wonder. I mean, they hit it, but like you have to like pull that noise away. Yeah, it's like it's there's like going to be like so lingering good. noise. So sure. it's like you know they played it and but i'm sure there was a little bit of help getting so it's, it's like got digital that like silence. kind of poppy production with like right. the grunge and honestly sound. i think that's like part of the reason i picked it just looking at grunge music in general like i categorize it by four bands nirvana alice in chains pearl jam and oh god what's the fourth one? Oh, and soundgarden those i mean those are the four horsemen <laughs> of the grunge apocalypse this speaks more to like the nirvana side of grunge like the polished nirvana side of grunge the butch vig nirvana which was always like the most appealing out of that genre to me and i think like the pop sheen on it does a really good thing to it like it's still really earnest songwriting it's still really aggressive and like heartfelt and and played passionately um i think like another good allegory is like against me with their Butch Vig produced records like when they went like super poppy and like that did a certain thing for their sound but like at the end of the day it just it highlighted the songwriting and it allowed them to have like a little more fun with writing songs that more people would like and that's why I liked it it's weird for me because I don't really typically listen to that music um, but I I also have an issue with guitars sometimes and after a while um, distorted guitar loop is not like 
the most fun thing for me to listen to. But there are moments where it is the most fun thing for me to listen to. And when I have those moments, they're great moments, and I would definitely listen to this um, during that time. But uh, They're from Amsterdam? They are from the dam. It was making me think, like, I mean, I don't know many artists from Amsterdam. I know Van Common. I know one, yeah. Shout out to Van Common. Shout out to the man, Sebastian. But what made me think about it was those kind of, I feel like they're almost like beachier guitar riffs that can come in and out of kind of a more edgy sound that's like unafraid to push different boundaries. And I'd never really thought about like beachy guitars coming from Amsterdam, but I think that is like, I mean, and you know, Van Common does that. And I don't know, that is kind of like a, a element of Amsterdam rock maybe that I really like. And it's like, it's not super like surf rocky, but it's like, kind of like cleaner guitar riffs. It's arpeggiated guitar riffs run through like a phaser pedal. And yeah. like that's something that's like very in like kind of like across like all indie music and like especially like on the rock side and like especially in Europe where again like access to cultural resources is different than it is here. So yeah, I, I just think that like as a sound in particular, like a lot of people in the genre like go for it and it does seem like a thing where it's like in Europe in general like especially with the guitar players and like especially in rock bands like that's like kind of the vibe right now yeah it's good yeah yo that's a season wow. this is the season finale hey 3.10 we did it 10 episodes season 3 close the book fellas can I just say something Congrats. I really appreciate you bringing me on to this season uh, in Rashad's absence it has meant so much to me. I love coming here. I love being in the only store. I was thinking about it when I came in here, where it's like in many years, I'm going to think about these like hot summer nights, like talking about music at the only store. Yo, Katie, we appreciate you. We do. Thank you for holding it down. Thank you for keeping the chair warm. Any old time. <laughs> Rashad, we do miss you, though. We do miss you. Rashad is on a, is in Scotland right now yeah, on his get way back. Safe. We hope to see you soon. But let me go around the table before we play your own song and give a little round of what we listened to tonight. We started off with Peak in London with Heitch. Played Peak. Very interesting young artist. Check him out. We had April and Vista, How to Get By from the DMV. Then Dirty Birds in Brooklyn with Towers. Mink with Scorched Moth. We played We Shall Overcome by Reginald Chapman. We played Runnin' by Narika. Then we had Computer Magic with the song Ordinary Life, parentheses message from an AI girlfriend, and ended it with Tape Toy with the song Crazy Bay. But we're not done. No, we're not. We're not done. Because <laughs> with you here, we would like to play one of your own songs. This song is called I'ma Get You. It's a promise to misogynists everywhere. It's from... Uh, an upcoming EP that I'm going to release called Direct Line to My Creator. It's my first project that I ever put out. So this is a single from that. It's called I'ma Get You. This is what I believe to be true. I can say it loud from the mountains and there's nothing to do with it. But I'm saying, I don't want to be honest to be all good men. This isn't about good men or bad men. I'm talking about a societal hatred of women. Baby, believe I'ma get you before the Grim Reaper get me I'ma come through, I wanna see that asshole bending me 
back to me You know I set you free Grew a garden for you That's what you meant to me Especially when you roll over on the late night Smoke in your eyes to divine You were all mine